What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Raise the Apple. Today is our Mets 2021 season recap show. Next week will be an MLB season recap, where since Rookie of the Year is getting announced tonight, Cy Youngs and MVPs will be given out this week. Next week, when we recap the entire MLB season, we'll talk about uh, how bad some of our predictions were because there were some that we completely botched. I, like we had in the beginning, if you remember, I had the Mets winning 90 games. What else did I have that I completely botched? I had Cabrian Hayes winning Rookie of the Year, Jake winning a Cy Young, uh, another Cy Young. Just some predictions that did not age well, but that's for next week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the Mets and their 2021 season, but first, there was a little bit of news today with the Mets, kind of related to the Mets. Luis Rojas will no longer be a part of the Mets organization. He has been hired as the third base coach for the Yankees, so he will be heading across town to be with the rival Yanks, which ends Rojas' 16-year tenure with the team. I was kind of hoping he'd stay on as maybe a bench coach, or I believe his role beforehand was a qual- the quality control coach, I think. If he could stay on in that capacity, I would have preferred Rojas to stay, but obviously that when you get fired from being a manager at wasn't very likely that Rojas was going to stay. I wanted him to, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. But the Mets do need some answers in the front office, and that is the big thing to talk about with this team. So, first of all, 2021 recap, it was just a disaster of a year for the Mets. It was just not at all what any fan envisioned. Lindor had a down year. Jake was gone for half the year. Everyone had him winning 90 games. They finished 77-85, 11 and a half back of the Braves, six and a half back of the Phillies for second in the division. It was just not a good year, but there were some so there were some great surprises, but overall it was a rather disappointing year. I mean, Marcus Stroman was the Mets' best pitcher, which I think everyone was okay with. Pete Alonso overall was the Mets' best hitter. Jonathan VR was a great surprise. You had injuries out the wazoo. You had the replacements at the beginning of the year with Junshui Fargus, Khalil Lee, uh, Tyler McGill. Who, there's been so many different guys that have that stepped up that could make a case to have a huge impact on the roster in 2022. But this team is not there, but not for the reasons that you might think. From a player standpoint. This team is a contending team. They, From top to bottom, this lineup, the starting rotation, the bullpen, everyone thought the bullpen was going to be horrible. It turned out to be amazing. The One of the strongest aspects of this team. I think this Mets team, player-wise, is ready to go for a World Series run. Obviously, they have some tweaks to do, like um, waiting forever for Syndergaard to accept the qualifying offer. Conforto already rejected it, which we kind of all expected. I want Conforto to stay. I'm not feeling very confident he will. So we're the Mets are going to have to find another outfield bat. They've been in talks with Starling Marte. Nick Castellanos opted out of his deal with the Reds. Chris Bryant will be a free agent. There are plenty of options out there for the Mets. The question is, will they go for them? You know, they have. You also have uh, Javi Baez out there. You have Carlos Correa is out there. Trevor Story. Corey Seager. I don't anticipate some of those guys being uh, being possibilities for the Mets, but again, you never know. I think they're more of that shortstop crew, 
that's been the most talked about group coming into this offseason. Of that shortstop crew, I think Baez is more likely to stay than the Mets are to bring in Correa or by or um, excuse me, Story or Corey Seager. But position-wise, they need some outfield help, obviously. They need Jake to come back healthy. If you look, if they can re-sign Stroman, that would be huge. Because your top three in your rotation, you're looking at DeGrom, Stroman, Syndergaard. David Peterson will hopefully be back from injury. You got Carlos Carrasco still in there. Tyler McGill's a possibility. Uh, if they keep Taiwan Walker, it was only a one-year deal. I don't know if he's going to stay or not. But the Mets, player-wise, are pretty much there to make a World Series run. What is holding them back from making a World Series run and what I think held them back from making any run this year is there is no clear leadership from a management position. We had Rojas as manager. The front office was just an absolute disaster. You know, pardon my French, but the front office for the Mets was an absolute shit show this year. You had Jared Porter. You hired Jared Porter to be your GM. Everyone was all excited, including me. It was a great move. Then the sexual harassment allegations come up. He's fired. Then you have the assistant GM, Zach Scott. He gets brought up as an interim GM for the season. He's along with Sandy Alderson, who's the president. And then you have Steve Cohen, his first year as owner of the team. The year goes on and on and on. Zach Scott gets busted for drunk driving. He's let go of duties. The rest of the year, the last month, two months of the season, it's Steve Cohen and Sandy Alderson calling the shots. In my opinion, the front office and the manager spot need a full reboot. They need to be wiped clean, start from scratch. Steve Cohen is the start of that. Steve Cohen coming in last year as the owner of the new owner of the Mets, his first year as owner. He is the start, or should be the start, of a new wave of front office personnel and management personnel in the Mets system. Sandy, a lot of people will say, and I tend to agree, has overstayed his welcome with the Mets. It took forever to get the Wilpons out. It seems like it may take forever to get Sandy Allerson out. The Mets just, excuse me, need new faces, new fresh blood in there. Same thing with the manager position. I don't think they should try and bring back Carlos Beltran. I know the Red Sox did that with Alex Cora when he got in trouble, when he and Beltran and the Astros with the sign stealing stuff. But everyone and their mom knew that the Red Sox were going to bring back Cora the next year when his suspension was up. I don't think the Mets should do that with Beltran. I think they need to go out and get someone brand new, someone completely different. I know Buck Showalter's been brought up, but he's been retired. They mean he may come out of retirement. There's some other names that are out there. Mike Schill, who was let go by the Cardinals, might maybe he's a possibility. I don't know. Um, but the Mets need fresh faces in there. They need clear management. It was unclear to me as a fan, really, who was calling the shots from a front office standpoint throughout the entire year. You had Steve Cohen, Sandy Allison, Zach Scott until about August, and then from August to the end of the year, you had Sandy Allison and Steve Cohen. And it really wasn't clear. Was Zach, Zach Scott was barely saying anything. It was mostly Sandy talking to the press. It was mostly Steve Cohen talking to the press or on Twitter. So there was really no clear, to me at least, it felt like there was no clear leadership in the front office which I think is what held this team back. I think they need to be better with... I think they just need a revamped front office. They need fresh faces in there. Sandy has to move on. They need to move on from Sandy Allison. Steve Cohen needs to be the start of the new wave of a front office for this team. 
And, and when you look at professional sports organizations, not just the Mets, sports entirely, it starts at the top. So the reasons organizations are so successful, take the Dodgers and the Yankees, for example. The Yankees have been run by the Steinbrenners forever. And why has the Yankees always been so successful? Is because they've had consistency and they've had great front office personnel that have built a team that has become one of the greatest dynasties in professional sports. Same thing with the Dodgers. Their front off, their ownership is up here, has been fantastic. They're one of the most successful franchises in professional sports. The Mets need that. They need someone in there consistently. Just to bring in another sport as an example, look at the Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan, so I'll just use them as an example. The Rooney family's been in charge of the Steelers forever. Now, I'm not saying that a family has to come in there and take the reins. Steve Cohen, I think, is a great owner for this team. I think he's a great fit. But from a GM standpoint, a president of baseball ops, a front office staff personnel, an on-field manager, the Mets need fresh faces in there. They need clear leadership on who's calling the shots when it comes to trade, signing free agents. They just need fresh faces in there. There have been names that have been brought up. David Stearns with Milwaukee was my personal pick, but Milwaukee does not want him to go, although he would. There is the possibility next year of David Stearns coming to the Mets, but I don't want the Mets to get someone for a rental and as a GM. You don't need a rental GM. You need it. This is a team, pitching-wise and offensively, that's built long term. They are built to win and win now. They do. We the Mets do not have time to have a rental GM just to wait for David Stearns to be cleared from Milwaukee to come be the GM for the Mets or the president of baseball ops for the Mets, whatever position they would give him. The Mets are not in a position to wait for that. They need a guy in there. They need someone in there now, and they need someone that's going to be in there for a long time, be a consistent leader at the top and start turning things around for this team. Because the only thing that's holding this team back, and I think the only thing that's been holding this team back for the last maybe decade or so, has been front office leadership. You know, we've had Terry Collins, who I think got deserves a lot more credit than he ever got for, his, for how he was as a manager for this team. And then you had the Will Ponds running stuff forever. Sandy was in there, then he left, now he's back. And the Mets just need new faces in there they need a fresh start Steve Cohen is the start of that fresh start and I think that will is what will make this team successful offensively we know they can play very well they did have their dry spell they did have a stretch where they had 17 guys or something like that on the injured list stuff like that happens there's nothing you can do about it you just have to learn to adapt to those unfortunate situations and they did we had an exciting month of May and which led to the Mets being in first place for over 100 days to eventually lose it to the team that went on to win the World Series as you can tell by the shirt I'm wearing but I just think the Mets need more clear leadership in the top and I think that will be a huge thing of success for this team going forward what went wrong for this team pretty much it was literally just injuries in my opinion and just people it was just everything not clicking at once so injuries, obviously, you can't help. You're coming from a shortened year. There are a lot of soft tissue injuries. You, rem I remember uh, Gary, Keith, and Ron talking about it extensively throughout the year. So many soft, soft tissue injuries, not with just the Mets, but with all across Major League Baseball. And what that essentially means is basically that because of the shortened year last year, you prep differently coming into this year. You're back to 162 and training your bodies for it. Sometimes 
you know, you're going to get little tweaks like that in hamstrings or calves or things like that, which the Mets saw a lot of. There's a lot of inflammation injuries, things of that nature. But I'm not a medical expert by any means, so I don't want to go too much into detail on that. But it just what everything wasn't clicking at once. When Pete Alonso was hot, everyone else was struggling. Or when James McCann was hot and Pete was hot, everyone else was struggling. When Lindor was hot, Pete wasn't hot. Just nothing was clicking all at once. Everything it was like staggered throughout the year. Everything was kind of meh throughout the year. It's I don't I can't believe this team was in first place for as long as they were. If I'm being brutally honest, but they did have some clutch moments. They did make it an amazing season to remember. But they do obviously have some things to fix, and I think it starts with fixing the front office. They cannot do anything until they fix the front office. You got GM meetings that start up in, I believe they start in December. Is that when they start? I think. I'm not 100% sure on that. But they need to get their front office figured out first and foremost before they do anything with regarding free agents. Hopefully, I'm all but expecting Syndergaard to expect a qualifying offer. I don't know why he wouldn't. I don't see any logical reason as to why he would. It was expected Conforto was going to decline it. I really, really hope... The Mets find a way to keep him because Conforto has become Mr. Met, in my opinion. When you look at this team over the years, you had David Wright for so long. There's really not that face to the team right now. And you could talk about Jake, but Jake's Jake's very quiet. He keeps to himself. He's not very talkative with the media or anything like that. You can make the case that Pete Alonso or Conforto is basically Mr. Met right now. And I kind of lean towards more Conforto just because he's been around longer. He's established himself a little bit more than Pete has. Not saying Pete isn't capable. It's just that that Conforto has just been around for a little bit longer. He's more familiar with the team. He's cemented himself a little more than Pete has. He's become a face of this team. He's one of four guys from the 2015 World Series team that's still there with DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Familia being the other ones. Familia, by the way, will most likely be gone. Uh, Batantis will be gone. Aaron Loop, the Mets better keep Aaron Loop, or otherwise I'm going to be very salty. Uh, just for the sake, just for his postgame pressers when he's got his bush light with him. You got. Hopefully they can find a way to keep Conforto. Javi Baez is a free agent. We don't know what's going to happen with that. They've talked to Javi, but there's no real, nothing really going forward in that. You don't know if they're going to keep Taiwan Walker. Marcus Stroman, I think, in terms of. Signing free agents or making trades, I think the top of the Mets' priority list should be keeping Conforto if they can. And if they can't keep Conforto, if Scott Boris is not going to let Conforto stay with the Mets, they have to keep Marcus Stroman. If the Mets miss out on keeping Marcus Stroman, that is a huge, huge loss to that rotation. This is Stroman's first time entering free agency. He's going to be expecting a long-term deal or at least probably three to five year deal, the Mets should be all over that. And how good he was, how much he loves playing in this city, I think the Mets are dumb if they don't keep Marcus Stroman for the next couple of years. Him and Syndergaard, I think, should be the top priorities. Or excuse me, him and Conforto. Syndergaard, obviously, hopefully stays. But you got to keep Stroman or Conforto, one of the two. You, you It may be tough to keep both, but you can't justify not keeping either. You have to keep at least one of them on this team, in my opinion. It's, it, it would be a 
classic LOL Mets move if they don't keep either Stroman or Conforto. They need to keep one of those guys there. And then, obviously, you want to keep looping that bullpen with Diaz and Miguel Castro and Robert Gesellman when he comes back. And who else has been in there this year that's been good? They brought in uh, Brad Hand if he stays. You know, Heath Hembry. They got some names in there that they could keep or could. They could have a completely different bullpen. We don't know. But then, from the offensive standpoint, one of Dom, Jeff McNeil, J.D. Davis, one of those three is going to be gone. I kind of think, personally, I don't want any of the three of them to go, but I personally think J.D. Davis might be the odd man out. That's just my maybe hot take. A lot of people will say McNeil's the odd man out. I think J.D. Davis is the odd man out of that group of three. But it's kind of expected that one of those three will be gone, and they will make a push for a big free agent, whether that's Chris Bryant or they keep Javi Baez or they try and get Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander and let Stroman go do his thing, or maybe they bring in Starling Marte and they let Conforto go do his thing. Fully expect the Mets to sign a free... This is maybe my hottest take or hot take, however you perceive it. Expect the Mets to sign a big-time free agent this offseason. Whether it's in the rotation, whether it's offensively, I have no idea. But I am fully expecting the Mets to be in play and sign a big-name free agent this offseason. I think there's so many names out there that could fit with this team. I think they're dumb if they don't at least talk to almost every single one of them. But again, I'm very confident in saying that they will make at least one big free agent move or trade to add to this team. There will be a big name that is added to the Mets roster for 2022. It may be, hopefully, Chris Bryant. Maybe you let Conforto go. You get Chris Bryant to play right field. Then you keep Stroman. Then maybe you um, could have Chris Bryant play third base. You trade J.D. Davis to get some money so you can sign Starling Marte as well. And then you have an outfield of McNeil, Starling Marte, and Nimmo. Then you have an infield of Chris Bryant, Lindor, Jeff McNeil, or Cano will be back but he won't, no, you know it's irrelevant. And then you got Dom and Pete and James McCann, Tomas Nito. I also think the Mets should keep VR as on a bench roll. I think they should sign him to another one- or two-year deal. He's brought so much value to the Mets. He was arguably one of the Mets' best players because he, he was barely hurt the entire year. He played the entire year. He was an impact from start to finish. So I think the Mets should bring back VR as well. But there are a lot of options the Mets have but like I said I fully anticipate them making a play for at least one big time free agent and signing one of them I just feel like I don't see how they can't after how 2020 happened and how 2021 has been for this team I think what going after a disappointing year they need to go in with new front office fresh faces from top to bottom new manager from the outside and they need to make a play on a big free agent. And I think this team is a World Series contender, if they can do that. From as unbiased as I can be, it's literally what's holding this team back is the front office, and it's something that's been holding this team back for years, in my opinion. But the last little bit of that's my take on the Mets going forward and how they've been this year, but I want to give awards that mean absolutely nothing from me. 
But for this year, obviously, I think the Mets MVP has got to go to Pete Alonzo, obviously, with the year he had. Uh, Cy Young for this Mets team in 2021, obviously, got to go with Marcus Stroman. Rookie of the year, and I have a surprise player of the year is how I do it. So I got Pete as the Mets MVP in 2021, Marcus Stroman as the Mets Cy Young in 2021, 2021 Rookie of the Year. I'm going with Tyler McGill. I know he struggled down the finish line, but when he started, he looked very good and looked like he could be a legitimate arm in that rotation. If the Mets get to, if the Mets need him to, I fully confident in Tyler. I would feel very comfortable in the postseason. Maybe not in the postseason yet, just because he hasn't played in the postseason yet. But making a playoff push, I feel very confident with Tyler McGill in that rotation. And then a surprise player of the year, kind of a no-brainer as well, Jonathan VR. He had a monster year for this team. Played a huge role, a much bigger role than people were probably expecting him to. But I think the Mets should try, maybe keep him on a bench role or maybe have him play be the everyday second baseman. So if you sign him, let's say hypothetically you sign him to play the everyday, be everyday second baseman. Let's say they bring in Chris Bryant and Starling Marte, just for hypotheticals. They keep Stroman. You're looking at a rotation of DeGrom, Stroman, Syndergaard, Carrasco, David Peterson, Tyler McGill. You got James McCann behind the plate in the infield. You'd have uh, Dom and Pete platooning at first with the other one probably hitting in the DH spot, which is inevitable that the DH is coming to the NL. VR at second, Lindor at short, Bryant at third. You got an outfield of McNeil, Nimmo, and Starling Marte. That's a pretty good team. You got Diaz, and hopefully they can keep Aaron Loop, have them in the back of the bullpen. Brand new front office staff. It's a very, It could be a very exciting offseason for the Mets. A lot of it will be on Steve Cohen and what he plans on doing. But this could be a very good offseason for the Mets and a very exciting one to get even more hype around this team for 2022 than they've had in years past. They're just right there. They just they're right there. They need that just that last little bit to get them over the hump. And that's my take on the 2021 Mets. A rather disappointing year overall if I were to give them a grade. C just C. I was thinking C minus C plus. I think I'm just going to give them a C. It was a disappointing year to say the least, but they did give us a lot of great moments, a lot of great memories. It was, it's, it was. They left off on a good note. I'm excited for 2022. I'm excited for what this winter has for this team. Hopefully, Christmas comes a little early and they can make some splashes before we get into spring training and wrap things up. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Raise the Apple. Next week we're going to be doing a full MLB season recap, and we are also going to be reviewing our predictions to see how poorly we misjudge those make sure you follow on youtube and on apple podcasts at raise the apple subscribe on or excuse me follow on twitter at rta underscore pod we're also on tiktok now at raise the apple so make sure you hit follow there for baseball content coming this entire off season i'm still kind of working with that and how i want to do it but any follow you guys can give or any tips you or any videos you'd like to see let me know down below thank you so much for tuning in we will see you guys next time let's go mets